Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story against a friend who tried to ruin another friend's life dreams. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my girlfriend messed with my sister. For almost all of my life, it had always been my sister Ashley and I against the world. Of course, I had friends, but Ashley remained my best and closest friend. Once, we had had parents. My dad was a stockbroker and my mother a chef. We lived pretty comfortably and things were good. The memories I have of my parents were all good. They were kind, goofy people, and my father especially loved to play with us. I remember that my mom would, when she could, volunteer at the local soup kitchen to help feed the poor. Something about poor people needing even better food than the rich. I would follow her and talk to and play with anyone I could. Those memories are some of my most important and most cherished. I don't know what memories of our parents Ashley has, or if she even has any. She was very young at the time. I was already six years old when she was born, and a few months after my ninth birthday is when my life changed completely. My parents went out for a date night, leaving Ashley and I with a babysitter. On their way back, a drunk driver in a truck crashed into them going 70 miles an hour. They never really stood a chance. While my sister and I slept, we became orphans. When my parents hadn't gotten home when they said they would, our babysitter started to get worried and called them incessantly. Eventually, an EMT worker picked the call up and told her that my parents had been in an accident. She then decided to stay with us throughout the night and had called my grandparents, who lived in the same town as us, to inform them of the accident. When I woke up the next day, my grandparents were there and they informed me that my parents had died. Following my parents' death, Ashley and I moved in with my grandparents, who became our guardians. My grandparents were pretty cool. They were supportive and kind and treated us like royalty. We never really lacked and they taught us a lot about life. Close as we were to my grandparents though, my sister and I had a special relationship. We had come to the realization that our grandparents were old and could die at any moment, so we had to be able to depend on each other. We were open about just about everything, and basically almost became one mind. We were so in sync that we could have a whole conversation with just our eyes. This saved us from a lot of trouble. I've always been very protective of my sister. If anyone ever tried to hurt her, they'd have me to contend with. When one of my sister's friends was being mean to her and I heard that she had embarrassed her publicly, I had personally found her older brother who was in my school and threatened to dunk his face in the toilet every day of the week if he didn't reel his sister and her antics in. When Ashley had a crush on a guy in her class in the 7th grade, I had stalked him online and scrutinized everything, looking for even the smallest evidence that he was not a good person. It was only when I couldn't find anything wrong with him that I backed off. But it didn't matter because he wasn't even interested in my sister, which I admit made me a little relieved. You get what I'm going at, right? If anyone or anything seemed to be a threat to my sister, I'd be there ready to act. In fact, once I risked my own life for her safety. One Saturday, Ashley and I had decided to go to the cinemas to see a movie. We, after the movie, were walking to the bus station to take a bus when an associate of our grandmother pulled over beside us and offered to take us home. We had seen this man enough times to trust him and he'd even shown up to the house a few times. What we didn't know was that he and my grandmother had recently had a falling out and he had decided that he was going to get her through us. 
he had stalked us to the cinema and had planned to kidnap us to only do God knows what. As we got into the car, he started driving in a different direction to home. At first, I assumed that we were going to the other side of town to complete an errand before taking us home. When I asked him where we were going, and he looked into my eyes though, I saw the eyes of a maniac and immediately knew that we were in trouble. He bound my hands, but for some reason didn't tie Ashley's. He took us into the woods and towards a cabin. When he wasn't paying attention, I whispered to my sister that when I gave the signal, she should run as quietly as she could in the direction that I hoped led back to the road. I told her I'd be right behind her. A few moments later, I gave her the signal and immediately dropped to the ground screaming. It was enough to draw our kidnapper's attention long enough for Ashley to slip away. I noticed her turn back at the last second and looked back with a distressed look when she realized I wasn't behind her. I mouthed, run, and she turned and continued to run. When the kidnapper realized what had happened, he was really upset. But he seemed even more worried than he was upset. I figured he'd be so angry he could decide to kill me. I was absolutely scared, but the one silver lining was that my sister had managed to escape, and perhaps she'd be able to make it to the road and call for help. If it took dying to ensure that she was safe though, I didn't mind it at all. Perhaps the kidnapper was stupid or he thought Ashley wouldn't be able to make it out and get help because he insisted on keeping me at the cabin. However, that night the police sneak raided the cabin. They arrested the kidnapper and got me out safely. Turns out Ashley had gotten to the road, stopped a driver and called for help. She had insisted on waiting for the police to show up. After that incident we became not only closer but more aware of how evil people could be and how much we had to look out for each other. As the years passed, our bond grew. Even when I left home for college, Ashley insisted that I call every single day. Soon she too went to college, and after she, like me, moved back to our hometown. By this time our grandmother had died, and our grandfather had to be moved to a nursing home. Ashley and I worked in different industries in different parts of the city, but we made sure to see as often as we could and talk about just about everything. Things started to change when I got a girlfriend, Violet. Now, I had dated before, but they weren't really serious and mostly tended to last a month or two. However, with Violet, things were really serious. I had met Violet one day when I was shopping for groceries and we had simply hit it off. We ended up shopping together and then I got her number. I was already certain that I wanted to be with her by the end of our first date, and things moved very quickly after that. Six months after we started dating, I had moved in with her and started contemplating marriage. There was one issue though, Violet seemed not to be a big fan of Ashley. From the very moment Ashley lay eyes on my sister, she seemed to instantly decide that she didn't and wouldn't like her. I made it clear how important Ashley was to me and I told Violet that I'd like it if they were friends. In fact, to try and get Violet to like Ashley, I organized lunch dates for the two of them and once even suggested that we all go to Coachella together, but nothing seemed to work. For the most part, Ashley didn't really mind Violet, she tried to treat her civilly at the very least. Violet on the other hand was quite vocal about her dislike and she would complain about things that, in my opinion, just weren't there. For one, she claimed that my sister had an attitude problem and was always rude to her. In all my observations of my sister's relation with my girlfriend, I never saw evidence of this, but I spoke to my sister about it and she seemed to be just as shocked and just as confused as I was. That wasn't the only thing Violet complained about though. She complained that I spent too much time with Ashley too. 
I didn't see how this could possibly be true. Sure, I tried to see my sister as often as I could, but we were almost always busy with our lives and every other thing that, even though we lived in the same city, we saw each other just about once every other week, which to my girlfriend was too often. Now, normally with most girls, Violet's dislike of my sister would be a deal breaker, but as I mentioned previously, I really, really liked Violet and I was considering marrying her, so I let it slide. It wasn't until the day I decided I was going to propose to Violet that I finally realized what a big mistake I had made. That fateful Friday, I'd been sitting at my desk at work rolling the engagement ring that I had bought the week before between my fingers and wondering what her answer would be when I asked. I had asked her if she wanted to get married and she had said that she was ready for marriage, but what if she wasn't ready to get married to me? I kept thinking and considering until finally, I decided that I was being silly overthinking it. I was going to ask Violet to marry me and she'd say yes and we'd get married and live happily ever after. If she said no, well, I didn't want to think about that. The minute I clocked out of work, I headed home, aware that she'd be home by that time, unaware that I was going to propose to her the minute I walked in. As I approached our apartment, excitement and anxiety set in, this was it. In a few moments, I would ask the question that would change both our lives forever. Once I asked it, there was no takebacks, and if she made me the happiest man in the world and said yes, then it would be the single happiest day of my life so far. As I got close to the door of the apartment though, I heard something quite disturbing. I could hear my sister talking rapidly in that tone she always spoke in when she was upset. I couldn't hear exactly what she said, but I heard Violet respond, We don't want you. He doesn't need you anymore. Why don't you get that into your thick skull? I could not believe what I was hearing. Could Violet really be talking to Ashley like that about me? What did she mean? I moved closer to the door, careful not to make a sound. I had to hear what was going on. Why do you hate me? What have I ever done to you? I heard Ashley wail. You're a leech, Violet retorted. You keep him away from me and I'm sick of it. I don't want you around. Your very presence around either of us makes me sick. Why don't you just get the memo and move on with your life already? At this point, I was just about ready to barge in. Not only was Violet being really rude to Ashley, but she was using me to justify her nastiness. Was I really going to get married to her? To this? She continued. Robert's going to propose any time now. I've seen the receipt for the ring. When we get married, I don't ever want to see you around us and our family. Maybe you should get yours. Ugh. At this point, I had had enough. I couldn't keep listening to Violet talk like that. I walked in. Both women seemed shocked to see me. I stared at Violet for a while and then at Ashley. Ashley seemed quite upset but there was a lot of sadness in her eyes too. Violet's words had definitely gotten to her. I walked up to Violet, pulled out the engagement ring in my pocket. When she saw it, she gave a little gasp. When I got right in front of her, I went down on one knee and looked into her eyes. She was starting to tear up, and so was I. When I spoke though, it wasn't what she was expecting me to say. No, I said firmly. No, I repeated and got up. I put the ring back in my pocket and walked away from her into my room to pack my things. As I passed by Ashley on my way, I saw her give a smug smile. I broke up with Violet and moved in with my sister for a while till I got a new place for myself. Violet tried to explain herself many times, even showing up to my workplace once 
but I refused to even talk to her. I blocked her everywhere and ignored her whenever I saw her. I loved her very much, but I cannot tolerate anyone treating my sister like that, even if that person was the one woman I wanted to marry. I heard later that she'd been so distraught by our breakup that she had had a breakdown in public and she had to be sedated and hospitalized. I almost caved and went to see her, but I decided that she wasn't going to suddenly change overnight. If I got back together with her, I was only going to experience an even worse heartache. This was definitely a great display and like imagine all of that secret parading around trying to treat people around OP badly all of that being revealed and finally showing your true colors, knowing that you just lost OP and everything good that OP brought with them. I hope Violet's heart was shattered because honestly, they kind of deserve it. Our next story is, my friend tried to end my dream. So this is how it all ends, huh, Jonathan? Drake asked. He knew I hated being called Jonathan. He also knew that standing at the door blocking my way out was perhaps not the wisest thing to do. He was trying to irritate me. It almost worked. The only thing that kept me... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. In check was the knowledge that I had won. I had bested him and taken something from him that he couldn't get back. It was already good enough that I wasn't rubbing it in. After years of friendship and all we'd been through together, I owed him at least that much. He, on the other hand, had nothing to lose. Perhaps he was hoping to irritate me enough for me to attack him and he'd have something against me. Perhaps he thought I'd attack him and then he'd be able to sue, maybe have the last laugh. Angry as I was at my ex-friend, what had done had brought with it relief, catharsis of some sorts. Standing in my way and calling me a name I didn't want to be called didn't do much to offend me. I wasn't going to give Drake any form of satisfaction at all. Instead, with the sweetest voice I could muster, I asked him to kindly move away from the door. And when he did, I simply walked out got on my car and drove off. Now, I'm sure you're curious to know what had just happened between Drake and I and what the tension was all about. I'd be glad to tell you, but first, I'm going to need to give you a little backstory. Since I was 10 years old, it had been my dream to one day be a doctor. I wanted it with all my heart, and I was willing to do almost anything to achieve my dream. My mother? She was supportive of me. She helped me with my assignments when she could and got me all sorts to help me, from books to toys to visits to the hospital with her and one of her friends who was a doctor. 
In her words, if it's a doctor you want to be, John, it's a doctor you'll be. My dad, on the other hand, was the complete opposite. He was ill-tempered and abusive. He didn't really care what I wanted to be. When I really think of it, he really didn't care about anything except having a constant supply of alcohol after work, having drunken rants and brawls with just about anyone he could find, and shamelessly cheating on my mum. If that wasn't enough, he never had anything positive to say about anyone ever, including his own wife and child. My father always tried to make me look like crap. He'd actually sit me down and say all sorts of things about me. He'd always call me Jonathan. His favorite? He'd always call me Jonathan while he did it, and it made me hate the name so much. You see why Drake thought he'd trigger me by calling me that? My father's favorite thing to tell me? Telling me that I wouldn't amount to anything and I'd just be another useless and never do well? Imagine having to hear horrible things like this from your own father all the time. It made me feel awful, but at the same time, made me want to make something of myself. To be someone of value to my community and prove them wrong. The way I envisioned it, when I finally became successful, I'd rub it in my father's face as often as I could, regardless of what condition he was in or what people thought about it. I asked my mom a few times why she didn't just leave him and start over on her own, but my mom believed that God would heal my father's heart one day and he'd go back to being the warm, charming man she had met and fallen in love with. I wish I could say that my mom's wish came true. I, on the other hand, had to contend with my dad's issues, along with all the other things I had to worry about as a normal high school student. To be honest, it was rough. The day I left my father's house for college was one of the happiest days of my life. I swore I would never return, except to take my mom out of his house, and that's a promise I'm happy to report that I've kept. I excelled academically in high school, enough to get a scholarship that covered tuition, accommodation, and a stipend. Things were going according to plan. I was doing well, life was a lot easier to bear now that I wasn't living with my father, and things seemed to be looking up. Never mind how stressful school was. I really didn't have friends or a social life though. To be fair, I didn't really try to make friends, so I guess that's on me. One day though, I met Drake on my way to class, and we somehow became friends. Drake was very chill and was an excellent listener. I could talk about just about anything with him and I knew that he'd listen and offer mostly sensible insights and advice. Eventually, I became so vulnerable with Drake that I talked to him about my dad. He seemed very sympathetic towards me and said how much it sucked that I had to go through that. He then offered to host me at his house while school was out of session. I felt really touched that he'd offer that. That break, we spent a lot of time together and we really became close. After that, we were basically best friends. His family was very warm to me and for the first time I felt comfortable around a family. I started to see Drake as more than just a friend. I started to see him as my brother. He talked to me about his dream to work at NASA as one mission control. We decided to help each other in our goals as much as we could. I felt really glad that I had someone I could depend on and for the next two years things were great between us. The rift between Jake and I came in the form of a beautiful woman named Grace. We had met Grace at a party Drake had almost literally had to drag me to. The moment I saw Grace, I was gone. Love at first sight? That stuff is very real. The host of the party, a nice guy named Michael, who I'd seen with Drake a few times, just had noticed me staring and drooling from across the room because he came and said to me simply with a sly smile, let me introduce you. 
I was nervous but also excited. By the time we got to Grace, my legs were basically jelly. I fell over. I literally fell over, which made her giggle a little. When I got back up, I dropped perhaps the weirdest line a man has ever dropped in the history of pickup lines. Sorry you're so beautiful. It's staggering. Get it? Because I staggered and fell? The moment the words came out of my mouth, I regretted them. I expected her to roll her eyes and turn away from me. She did quite the opposite and laughed. It turns out Michael didn't have to do much introducing. We hit it off instantly and the rest of the night we spent talking. At some point in time, she asked if she could kiss me and I said yes. She seemed to be very into me, which was a relief for me because I could already imagine us being together forever. She was perfect, smart, goofy, driven, and a big fan of rock and roll. We left before the party ended and I walked to her dorm. She gave me her number and kissed me again, this time a goodnight kiss. I didn't sleep for a second that night. I kept replaying every second of the wonderful evening I'd had with Grace. I was absolutely high on the joy of meeting her and I wished Drake was around so I could talk to him about her. The next day after classes and a quick nap, as I was still a bit sleepy from not having slept all night, I rushed over to Drake's dorm to talk to him about Grace. When I told him her name, his countenance seemed to change and I asked if anything was up. He admitted that he had a bit of a crush on her and hadn't talked to her about it yet. Apparently, he had met her a couple of weeks before through Michael and he'd been waiting for his chance to shoot his shot with her. I asked why he hadn't told me about her yet, since we talked about almost everything, and he said he wanted to have something solid to talk about first before telling me about her. Not wanting to start a conflict with Drake, I told him it was okay if he shot a shot with her. In fact, I was willing to withdraw from Grace just to give him a chance. The way I saw it, I'd be pretty heartbroken if Drake started talking to someone I was interested in too. It quickly became obvious that this plan wasn't going to work though. Grace kept texting and calling me and eventually we went out on a date, and then another and then another. One day she looked me in the eye and asked to be my girlfriend. I was a little worried but quite happy. For one, I already felt guilty about going on dates with Grace in secret after telling Drake I'd withdraw from her but, on the other hand, I was completely in love with Grace. I chose my happiness and replied to Grace with an emphatic, took you long enough. After that, it was impossible to keep my relationship with Grace a secret from Drake. So I prepped myself and broke the news to him. He was upset, which was understandable. I expected that it would take him some time to process and accept my relationship with Grace. I kept trying to talk to him, but he avoided me almost completely. It got so bad, I had to call his dad to intervene. Even that didn't work. In fact, it made things worse as he blocked me. I was still trying to find a way to patch things up with him when one day I was summoned to face a disciplinary panel on allegations of malpractice. The panel claimed that they had received an anonymous tip that I was involved in hacking into one of my professor's computers to extract test questions. The police got involved and my laptop got collected in order to search it for evidence. The panel decided that while investigation was ongoing, I was to be suspended. This absolutely broke me. Not only was I fighting to try to get back in my best friend's good books, but now I was being accused and punished for something I didn't do. I felt alone again and I blocked myself off from everyone. It seemed as if my meticulously planned plan for my life was crumbling before my very eyes. Grace, however, having noticed how distraught I was, did
did her very best to comfort me. Every day, she would come to see me and, even though for days I refused to speak to anyone, she would just stay there with me and talk to me. After a while, I started responding and soon I was relatively better, still depressed, but better. One day, I received a call from Drake. I figured he had heard about what had happened and was putting aside his anger to comfort me. Boy, was I wrong. You see what happens when you mess with me? Was the first thing he said. What was my response? I was absolutely confused. Stay with her and worse things will happen, he said. And after that, he hung up. It took a while for me to realize what it was he was saying. I was completely shaken when I did. He was the one who had reported me to the school for an offense I was innocent of. He would do that because of grace? What? He'd really try to ruin my life and my dreams because he was still sore about a woman choosing me over him? I didn't really know how to react, so I waited till Grace came over and I told her all about it. I don't know what I expected her to say, but telling me I needed to get even was definitely not it. Somehow she convinced me to do it though. She even offered to help. So I started to plot against Drake. There was this big interview Drake had coming up for a NASA internship. I knew about it because his dad had tweeted about it. Drake still had me blocked, even on Twitter. Grace and I planned that she'd bump into him close to his classes and then she'd start up a conversation with him. She'd ask him out for supper and, when he's not watching, she'd spike his drink with a very heavy sedative. The plan was to make sure he missed his interview the next day. It worked perfectly. I brought him over to my place careful to inject him with more sedatives every once in a while, just enough to keep him asleep. I also unlocked his phone and emailed NASA to announce that I would not be making the interview and I, well, Drake, wasn't interested in the position anymore. At around 12pm, when I was certain irreparable damage had been done, I finally let him wake up. He woke up to me staring him in the face and he instantly knew that something wasn't right. Then it was my turn to tell him what I had done and tell him if he ever tried to come for me again, I'd make sure he'd experience worse than losing a dream opportunity. It was on my way out when he knew he had lost, that he had made that last ditch effort to get that last laugh. Eventually I was cleared of all the allegations against me, and I received an official apology from the school. Grace and I are still together, and I haven't heard from Drake or his family since then. I have no regrets doing what I did, harsh as it was and I hope my ex-best friend has learned his lessons. Honestly, considering what OP did, I'm surprised they didn't get immediately reported. I mean, hey, considering the email that was sent to NASA, if they explained the circumstances, maybe you could still save it. I mean, it's one thing to try to prove that this guy had made those allegations against OP about hacking, but it's a lot easier to prove that these people had essentially given some substances and just try to ruin Drake's life. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership. Or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.